Okay, so let's get started at 10.02. We're going to get more people in the meantime. All right. I want to get started with one question, and then I wanted to, want to open it up. Last week, we had a very dynamic session. Crystal, how are you? Crystal is always driving. Also, driving. be careful. All right, Rolando, I see. Jeffrey, I see you guys. Jasmine, I see you guys. Alex, I see you. Brian, very good. And I'm saying hi to the people that I see. Marsha is also driving. So we got the people in Orlando, Florida, because I know Crystal, Marsha, Jasmine, they're all people in Orlando driving. That's why it's so congested in, Or in Orlando, right? Oh my God, we are going, by the way, we're going next week. Anyways, let's get started with the first question, we was, which was very, very good. Uh, Jose asked that question last week. Just remember, uh, Uh, we have a saying that go like, goes like this. If you don't have an assistant, you are the assistant. Got it? So I, I understand many of you are brand new. Some of you don't have uh, the financial means to have a full-time assistant. I get it, of course. And, and, and I was in that same position too, right? Uh, but to this day, I started first with a company, right? That could answer all my phone calls. The company that I use, it's called 1-800-WE-ANSWER. I don't know anybody there. You call that company, you don't have to mention me. They don't pay me anything, all right? You put 1-800-WE-ANSWER in Google, you're gonna find uh, competitors, interview two or three of those, all right? Those are companies that answer the phone calls from their clients 24-7, 24-7. Now, some agents are so proud of saying that they always answer the call. And that is the biggest lie in the world. No human can answer every single call. If you're in a listing presentation talking to a very good agent, and Brian, I'm going to talk to you because I see you right in front of me, right? So I said, no, I answer all my calls. And Brian, it's my client. And I'm trying to get his listing, right? To sell his property. And I get a phone call from somebody else. Am I going to stop my listing presentation with Brian to answer that phone call? Brian? Of exactly. No. Got it? So please, don't Don't say you answer on the phone calls and you have to answer the phone call. No, you, you shouldn't be answering the phone because you can't in a consistent basis, right? So get started with a service like that, like 1-800-WE-ANSWER, all right? Or one of their competitors. It's about $80 to $120 per month. At least now you are not only delegating, all right, the process of phone calls, but now you answer those phone calls right? As, uh, in the order of priority, according to your schedule. If I'm working on something very important and I receive a phone call from somebody, how many times that happens to us? I'll say that you, you answer that, uh, you ask that question. How many times you're working on something very important, we get a phone call and now we forgot what we were doing, right? And maybe it's a phone call from the guy who cleans the pool, right? It had nothing to do with work. Thomas, you had a, a comment? Yeah, I just want to say this because I am the biggest sinner in this department. I have departments that I do well, but this is not one of them. And I can tell you, I am, after we hang up here, I'm calling and signing up because my productivity is totally, totally diminished. By phone call after phone call, I get 100 calls a day. Some of them important, some of them are not, but I cannot focus. And if you cannot focus and go deep on a subject, how do you know? How do you get the listing? How do you sell? I mean, it's difficult. You're in the exactly. middle of a listing presentation or middle of showing a house and you get interrupted 20 times. Exactly. It's not possible to even finish the task. So I am 
I'm telling you, seriously, I'm calling right now. <laughs> it, it's important. Now you call that service or any other, you know, uh, phone answering service. But by the way, the highest paid professionals, professionals, all right? Uh, I'm not talking about athletes. I'm talking about, you know, uh, professionals like accountants, doctors, lawyers, the highest paid professionals. Do they have that service? Yes or no? Hmm. Of course, doctors. You no, I need to talk to, no, this is the answering service. And nobody gets mad, right? Nobody gets mad. By the way, they, you can tell them what to say. Hi, this is Orlando Montiel on behalf of Thomas Hoffman, a real estate agent in Miami, top producer, whatever you want to tell, you want them, they read a script. They read a script, right? And then you tell them how you want that message delivered. They can text it to you. They can call you. They can email it to you. Anyways, you're going to find out if Jeffrey called me, all right, I'm going to see it on my phone. I get a text message. Okay, Jeffrey called me. Now, most calls are going to be important, but very few are going to be urgent. Got it? So, okay, I, I know I need to talk to Jeffrey. I know that it's important conversation, but I know Jeffrey doesn't need to talk to me immediately. Got it? So I'll call him at one. I can text him back. Hey, hey, Jeffrey, I noticed you called me right now. Can we talk at, at one? That's it. Got it? That will not only increase your productivity, as Tomas was saying, but also it will give you a lot of energy. Now you are not in such a rush and I'm going this and it, it will make it things way easier for you, way, way easier for you. And again, I haven't forward my phone and this is, look, spam. Imagine if I answer this call, right? You guys know that my phone is always forward. It was the weekend, so I unforwarded for my family to call. But imagine, now I'm talking to you guys and it's a spam call. But I'm talking to you guys and I might lost my train of my uh, train of thought. Got it? All right. So good. And, it already you guys, interrupted you. It already interrupted, already interrupted you. Me, right? Now I forgot to forward it. And when you guys call me, you know that, right? It goes to my office right here. Now I have somebody in the lobby answering the phone call for me. You can do that way, way cheaper. All right? So very important you do that. Now. Jose was asking me right here. That's a very important question. Remember, if you don't have an assistant, you are the assistant. So let's go into here from Karen right here. All right. So hi, Orlando. I wanted to ask you about hiring an assistant. Where is a good place to hire them? What typical task do you have them to do? How does the payment work per hour per project? What about training them? Okay. So please pay very close attention. This is what I do with all my one-on-ones. I'm gonna show you right here. Right here, uh, let me get this. Okay, so let's say this is, this is what I want you to do. To do. All of you who are interested in getting an assistant, please get a blank sheet of paper. Blank sheet of paper, please. All of you get a blank sheet of paper. That's it, all right? One blank sheet of paper, all right? So this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna fold that blank piece of paper, all right? And you're gonna put here Monday, inside Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And I need you please to write down every single, every single business activity that you do from now until next Friday, all right? So Jose, yes, what? How do you train them and how, what do you tell them to do? All right, so you, you're gonna, I, I want you to write everything down. 
in this speedo. You keep it everywhere you go for the week, all right? From today until Friday. Now on Friday or Saturday, then you review that list. You put that list on an Excel sheet or whatever. You just put that all those things in under one column, under one column, column. We call it column number one. Those are all the activities you perform during a week. Got it? Now, column number two, it's priority. We call column number two priorities, all right? So we're going to organize that list into priorities. So you know what are the most important things you need to be doing. And then finally, column number three, we call it the description, the job description, job description. Now from column number two, which is in priorities, you know exactly what you can delegate to that person. And that's going to be your job description. That simple, that simple. Now next Monday, all right, you create a post. In my case and many of my uh, agents' case, all right, the best way to find somebody is through social media. They're usually referred to you, people that know you already. Pretty much every single person that works in our company, we have 12 people, all right? 12 came from people that we knew, all of them, okay? You know Gary, you know Rodrigo, you know Pedro, you know Gustavo, you know Jose, right? You know uh, Mariana, of course, you know my brother Daniel, right? You know all, the, all of them, right? Lixley, you know all of them, right? Sabrina, you know all of them, and they all came refer. So once you have Jose the list, all right, of number of things you all the things you do, number two in priority, number three, the delegation, now you create a job. I'm looking for a person with, to help me with this specific task. Does that make sense, Jose? Right. Not yeah, yeah. only not only in social media. Now you can also I'm gonna I'm gonna show you right here. All right. You can see it right here. Oops. Right here. Uh, let me show you this right here. Share the screen. Also, if you want to write this down, Fiverr for very specific for very specific task. Right. Setting up a campaign on MailChimp, on Constant Contact, setting up a campaign on Facebook, et cetera, doing a graphic design, you're gonna go to Fiverr or you're gonna go to Upwork.com. I put Fiverr because it's cheaper, but the quality of the people are not gonna be the same as the quality of the people in Upwork. And in Upwork, you can even find people that, are, that specialize on helping only real estate agents. And I'm gonna look for that so you can see it, all right? Again, guys, this is key to every single person in this call. If you don't have an assistant, guess what? Remember, you are the assistant. You need to get started delegating most of the things that truly don't matter for your business. Delegate the things that somebody else can do, 10, $12 per hour. Your hour is worth way more. Not only is worth way more, but it's not only a financial decision, it's a lifestyle, quality of life decision, right? So I'm trying to, I'm waiting for this to upload right here so you can see it. Um, next, skip, skip, done. I wanna show you something, guys. I wanna show you Upwork because we use Upwork a lot, right? Uh, 
show you right here. Look at this, Jose. And I'm you know, talking directly to Jose because he's the one yeah. who asked me the question, right? So if you go to Upwork right here, I can write real estate. And, and there, are, there are people in this, in this uh, platform, they even know how to use the MLS nationwide real estate okay assistant let's see if we can find something here real quick uh look at this right here their system is, is running very slow today look look this guy's eight look real estate assistant he's in italy eight dollars an hour seven dollars an hour in the philippines right and, and many of them have worked with real estate agents in the united states seven dollars an hour seven dollars real real estate i mean virtual assistant transaction coordinator transact look transaction coordinator for seven dollars an hour why would you do it why would you go through the process of doing a transaction coordination when you have these people six dollars an hour six dollars an hour six dollars the philippines by the way they have an amazing culture uh, uh, for as, as virtual assist. Look, I have extensive knowledge in the real estate field. I've worked with realtors, local real estate investors. One of my goals is to provide at $6 per hour, $7 per hour. Look, I am a real estate industry for three years already, commercial and residential, all right? Real estate in the United States, Australia, etc. cetera. Look at that. Now, Let's say you are Hispanic and we have many Hispanics people here, right? You can find people in South America from only Colombia, Argentina, all right? If you want high, high, high quality that speak beautiful English, better than you and I together, you can find somebody here. Of course, it's gonna be more, more expensive, right? It's up to you, it's up to you. Well, what I wanted to show you, Jose, and it took me 50 minutes to go through this because it's so important, right? is that we have the option. By the way, $6 an hour, Margarita, I'm gonna go right to you. It's $6 an hour. Let's say you hire them for, for $10, 10, 10 hours a week, 10 hours a week. That's $60, $60, 70. Let, give them a bonus, $100 per week. Is it worth it? Of course. You don't like them, you change them. Got it? By the way, something we do real, really good in, in, in the office for specific projects, we give the same project to four or five different people, right? And let's say four do it bad and one we really like, right? Now we don't hire the other four anymore and we keep the fifth one for future projects. Very quick way of getting things uh, done and identifying who works or not. Margarita, you had a question. Yes, I have two questions actually. I already have an assistant, she's from Argentina. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have her for my short-term rentals. So I need to start teaching her, she knows the MLS, and I need to start teaching her how to work for me on this business. And I also need to find out how can she make phone calls from mm -hmm. over there to here. So how do you suggest I start training here? Or what will be the process? So very good. So I also have an assistant, all right? Many of you have talked to her. Uh, she handles my Gmail, my appointments, my invoices, and her her name is Mariana. And many, many of you think Mariana is here Next to me in my office, Mariana is in Venezuela, right? So something very important. She has, all right, uh, two systems. She has Google Voice. Please write that down, Google Voice, all right? And the other one she has, and we, we sent that phone from here. What's the name of Magic Jack, right? 
She has magic, Jack. It's $17 per month. I think all of us can afford that, $17 per month. So I sent her the magic, Jack, with the 305 number to Venezuela. Get that? And they connected, all right, via, via internet. So she's calling from Venezuela, and you guys think that she's here in Miami. Just gives them, you know, another level of, you know, it's, uh, okay, I'm dealing with somebody local, and she's not local. And she speaks English better than me because she went to school in England. And she, her accent is beautiful. Many of you have talked to her, right? So she graduated from it. She's a very, very, uh, and you've talked to her, I think, Margaret. She, she speaks extremely well. Uh, she's, you know, uh, trained formally. You know, she, she went to a uh, uh, college in, 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 in England, in London. So, and it's, you know, good, good, very good pay for her. And it's a savings for me. So how do I train her? All right, she, she has access to my Gmail in my case. Uh, she has access uh, to my calendar. Just she's the one setting up the appointments. In your case, MLS, fortunately, for the Association of Realtors nationwide, which we have people in, in different places, the Association of Realtors is doing their seminars online. Ask her to register for the MLS uh, seminar online via Zoom. She will learn that. We learn to do that. You should not be doing the CMA, guys. You should not be doing the CMAs. You should have somebody doing the CMA for you. And then you analyze the CMA before you go to a presentation. Rolando, please. Have you heard of Cloud CMA? I'm sorry? Cloud CMA? No. Okay. I, I wanted to get your input on it. It's a program that I believe they does the CMA for you, but I'm sure there's a charge or something. I wanted to know if you were aware of it. No, I'm, I'm not. No, no, no. Margaret, do you have any other questions? Did I answer your question or if you want to expand on that? Well, she knows the MLS already. So in, in our case, shall I train her on the KB core? She'll, or the, it's okay, so very good. So it depends on, on what you don't want to do anymore. In your case, guys, all right, the higher your level of productivity, the least you should know about systems. And you and I interact together because you and I are in the same group and you know that I have no clue on even how to log in, all right, into the systems. I only know how to log in into the systems that give me the productivity. Because I, I see that at least three, four times a day. Well, right? so, <laughs> but, but you wanna delegate that. Let's say it's KB Core. KB Core, guys, is just a CRM, a very powerful CRM. Many of you have different CRMs. Yes, she should be doing that for you. Remember, we need to ask ourselves, guys, three things, right? Can I eliminate, and Rudy, I'll be right with you. Can I eliminate? If I can't eliminate, can I automate? And if I can't automate it, can I delegate it? Got it? Okay. The only three things all of you should be doing, the only three things ideally you want to get there, it's specialized knowledge, what Thomas says all the time and what he said in the interview uh, in the Miami Real Estate Show, right? He said, I don't want to be a fake agent. Remember that, Thomas? I don't want to be I'm a sorry. fake agent, right? And that's why, you know, he started. I still don't. <laughs> I still don't want to be a fake agent. <laughs> right, right. By the way, Margarita, just uh, as, as a comment, if I may, Orlando. Yeah, sure. I would not put all my eggs in one basket with one assistant. Right. I would divide things, and that's what I'm going to do. You know, one person will do MLS, da, da, da. Another person will do the marketing. Because if I have to switch somebody one day, I don't have to retrain one person in everything. That's a good so I would not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hire like three or four of them to do different things. Excellent. Exactly. Great idea. Thank you. Very good point. Sure. All right. 
So remember, can I eliminate this activity? No. Can I automate it? Yes. KV Core can automate a lot of things for you. Octopus agent, we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, because we had another question about that. Number three, can I delegate it? The only three things all of you should be doing is specialized knowledge, right? So when you do the marketing, which is step number two, all right, and you talk to people, step number three, because marketing is going to get you number three, all right? talking to people, sales conversations, you know what you're talking about. So for those of you who are newer in the call, please write this down. Three things that you need to master. Number one, specialized knowledge. You're going to see that in module number one, number two, and number three. What are you talking about specialized knowledge? What type of specialized knowledge? And there are six things you need to learn in your area, right? Once you identify those 80 to 90 properties sold, right? You want to become a listing agent, make sure you know that, right? Crystal, and I see you driving there. Is, and you know, our goal is to become listing agents, right, Anthony? Listing agents, listing agents, all right? Don't forget about buyers, but remember, you need to focus on sellers, listing agents, right? So I need to learn six things before I talk to any seller. Number of properties for sale in that area where the seller lives, right? Number two, the average price. Number three, the average price per square foot. Number four, the highest for sale number five the lowest for sale and finally all right days on the market i need to know those six things right so instead of talking about me in the presentation all right i'm talking about the market and i'm by default the seller it's now realizing that i'm an expert on that area that's specialized knowledge you can delegate that right you can ask your assistant to learn that right and you know, it's guys going, no, of course not. We, we can't do that, right? It's just it's impossible. You, we can delegate knowledge. The doctor can delegate the knowledge to the nurse, right? Number two, it's marketing, right? It's all about marketing. And we say it all the time, right? And, and you guys, you know, get tired of, of, of talking about that, right? It's, but it's, it's the truth. We are in the business of marketing. We are not in the business of real estate, right? It's all about marketing. Who makes more money, the general doctor or the specialist? The specialist in Oscar, right? Exactly, but who makes more money? The specialist or Dr. Oz from TV? Of course, Dr. Oz from TV because he's a marketer. The guy's a brilliant marketer, right? So we wanna make sure that we do all the marketing, right? Very important. Now, number three, we, and marketing to some degree we can delegate, but at least, but at least we wanna know what's working and what's not. Number three, definitely we can delegate, which is sales conversations, sales conversations. Now, my whole day, right? My whole day, it's all about how can I learn more? And I'm listening to podcasts all the time. I have my own coach, Dan Sullivan, right? I go to seminars. I, we have an amazing community that I learn from, all right? You guys know, I, I think you guys know that I do the marketing because you get a lot of information from me every single day. That is already delegated. We have a whole team about marketing, right? And at the end of the day, look at me, guys. These are sales conversations, sales conversations. That's just from last week. That's just from last week. And you can see, I think right here, right here. And in us goes, that's, that's just from, you can see the date huh? right here. You can see the date, right? Look, just from last week, those are sales conversations. How many sales conversations are you having in a daily basis, right? If we are business owners, regardless of the industry, if you're a business owner, your job is to talk to people. How many people are we talking to on a daily basis? Everything else, and Jose, thank you very much for prompting this, this session today. Everything else can be automated 
delegated or eliminated, right? That's it. It's very simple. I didn't say it was easy, okay? But it's very simple. Unfortunately, we tend to deviate because it's easier to go to a contracts class. I wanna learn about the contracts. Why would you wanna learn about the contracts? Are you going to become a lawyer? No, no, but in case I need to do a contract, don't worry about it. If you need to do a contract, you are gonna find a broker, you're gonna find a team leader that's gonna help you. Learn how to generate leads because the leads are gonna force you to learn the contract. But if you learn the contracts and you don't have the leads, meaning you don't use that uh, information you learn, you're gonna forget it too. Remember there is a learning curve and there's also a, a forgetting curve, all right? So what questions do you have about that, about those three things, specialized knowledge, marketing, sales conversations, and delegated, and delegated. Let's see, I have some questions here. And if you guys want to unmute yourself, uh, okay, perfect. Ninoska put it, okay, 1-800. Uh, let's see, uh, thank you very much. Then you're welcome. It works only with active listings. I didn't hear mention the average price per square foot. Yes, Anthony, so six things, right? Six things we wanna learn. Number of properties for sale in our area. Number of properties for sale is number one. Number two, the average price of those properties, the one, two, three, four bedroom units. Number three, the highest for sale. Number four, the lowest for sale. And I missed one, number five, days on the market. So let's go back again. Number of properties for sale, average price. Average price per square foot. Highest for sale, lowest for sale, days on the market. All right? You learn those six things. Now you're truly prepared to talk to your clients. But what about marketing? At the end of the day, it's, listen, it's the marketing that your company or your team is going to do. But the most important thing is that you know about your market. All right? So let's see. Let's open up for questions right here. Uh, okay. Ooh, Ed, Edna, very good question. How many farm area areas could we work effectively? Very good question. All right. So Edna, right there, hello. Okay, so ideally, what we want to do is to focus in one, only one area, all right? You see all these agents right here, all right? You see, and one of them is walking right, right here, walking in the, in the street right now. Okay, these are all top, top, top agents, right? And they focus not only in one area, but one sub area within that area. So I live in Coral Gables and you see the top agents, all right? They focus on either North Gables, South Gables, Gables Estates, Gables by the Sea. Miami Beach, for example, right? You have agents focusing in South Beach, North Beach, right? Surfside, Val Harbor, right? The Venetian Islands. So you wanna focus in a very, very specific sub area. How, how small should it be? Well, 80 to 90 properties sold within the last 12 years, uh, 12 months. So. You want to go to the MLS and you want to find ideally 80 to 90 properties sold, all right, within the last 12 months. You get the, the, the MLS search, right? You put the map and the little blue buttons, right? And you go and close sales and you find out exactly how many properties. If it is only 60, you just expand that radio up to 80 to 90. Let me finish with that and I'll be with you. Perfect. Thank you, Rudy. Uh -huh. Can, can we specialize in an area different where you live? Ideally, you should specialize in an area where you live. Why? So I say this, uh, you know, very often. I live in the Gables. You know where my kids go to school? Mm -hmm. 
The Gables. You know where I play tennis? Mm -hmm. The Gables. You know where, where my office is? The Gables. The boat? The Gables. I have breakfast, lunch, and dinner where? In the Gables, right? Church? In the Gables, right? So if I were to become a listing agent, right, and you live in a different area, it's going to be very difficult for you to compete with me. And the same thing, where you live in, I can have 15, 20 years of experience in real estate, but I, it's difficult for me to compete, right, in your area with you. Because by default, you know exactly what's going on. Not only that, but in the Gables, if I have a client that needs to talk to me, if I need to show a property, if I need to do an open house, I can do it like this. It's just next to me. Another thing, which is the most important thing, I live in the Gables, right? Properties in this area between two and a half to $4 million. But you won't find, there's a, an area called Gables Estates, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing under 14 million. And it's just two miles away from me. Nothing mm -hmm. under 14 million. Now, for people in that area to relate to me, it's going to be very difficult. Got it? So they don't see eye to eye, right? Who do they mm -hmm. list with? With their neighbors with the real estate agents that live in Gable Estates, right? It's more difficult to break, break into those areas. So I suggest you dominate first your own area. It's going to be much easier. You're a neighbor, all right? You know exactly what's going on. They can see eye to eye. Okay, you are one of us. Got it? Mm -hmm. Now, it's easier for them to accept you into their circle. It's just normal. It's human, you know, uh, uh, you know human behavior. Right, and then you can expand into something else. And I, and I know where that question is coming from because I have a lot of agents that I want to specialize in the luxury uh, market. I think that's where it's coming from or higher <laughs> end properties. Listen, in the higher end the property, the more the competition. Mm -hmm. There is a niche between 250 and 450 that has pretty much no competition because the agents at that level are not sophisticated enough, meaning, they haven't developed their sales skills yet. And that is an, it's a great area to compete. 250 to 450. By the way, houses sell so fast. So it's all about volume, mm -hmm. right? I don't know if you live in a 250 or a $2 million property. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't want to go into you know, personal uh, details. Mm -hmm. But if you, guys can if you guys live in a 250 to 450 area, that is an amazing area. You know properties are moving very, very, very fast. Right, so first start in your area and then duplicate it. Make okay, sense? thank you. Thank you. Great question, by the way. Rudy, nice to see you again. Hey, good morning. <laughs> hey, I'm so sorry, Orlando, but I have a question about the previous topic. Okay. Uh, about so the virtual assistant. Now, I have, been, well, I need your guys' experience on this. Um, I... I've been told by the association that we cannot use the MLS in the in other area other than where you are assigned to your home, your 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 farming area, etc. So if I use a virtual assistant, for example, uh, in Venezuela, how do I use the MLS over there without being blocked by by the association? I I don't know. That's something technical. My, assi I, my assistant helps in other things, but I have other agents that have assistants that are not local. And I don't know the legality of that. You will have to contact the association. So if that's the, the case, all right, and I know many agents that are doing it, if that's the case, 
then you know contact the association and say listen this is my assistant what can we do because i'm paying you a lot of money in a yearly basis to have access and this is my assistant yeah. grant access to my assistant so if you're having those issues with your local association you know solve it you know, the associate listen i'm paying you a lot of money and this is my assistant grant her uh access what is it that we need to do because that i don't want to do that i want to delegate it and I'm, I'm paying for it i'm your client Thank you. You had a question? You had a... Well, I'm just going to add to tell Rudy, my assistant goes in the MLS. She's in Argentina. No problem. But she uses my credentials to go in. So right. I, correct. Correct. Right. Margarita, I have a partner in Brazil. He goes into the MLS with my credentials. Right. My partner in Mexico. And I never had a problem. And by the way, they could create a system where they block the IPs from other countries if they want it. And they don't do it. So I'm assuming that there's nothing wrong with it, but I the right. first time I hear this, I never heard this comment before, by the way. Nothing yeah, Rudy, wrong that you mean. And Margaret and Thomas are in the biggest association in the United States, which is the Miami one. You're in right. Orlando. I'm uh, in Central Florida, yes. Yeah, so it's, it's a different association they're talking about, but maybe. Hey, talk to them. Maybe, you know? maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh -huh. the, the one in Orlando works fine to anywhere you log in from. So you, you should have no problem, Rudy. Thank Just you. give give her your credential. I will say I'm in Orlando too, so I don't have any issues either. Yeah. All right. See that that's the power of this group. You know, it's the beautiful thing is that you you know we can we can help each other with that. Very good. Very 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 good. All right. So good comment. Good questions. Let's see what else we have. Liliana says me too. All right. So she can do it when I travel. I use the MLS as well. Oh, very very important point. Oh, you know what? Liliana says when I travel, I can use the MLS as well from whatever. I am very good, very good. Uh, Neymar says, hi Orlando, I've been working in the Hispanic ads in my farm area, but I haven't had any results. The majority of those people living, it speak English, okay? Should I try ads in English? Yeah, definitely. If they are not working in your language, just change it uh, and that's it. Yeah, sometimes, you know, depending on the area, uh, you have a higher demographic of specific uh, people. Yeah, change it, change it to English, English, English. Oh, sorry about that. All right. So next question, next question. What about next question about listings, about generating leads? What is the next question you have for me today? Let's see. And if we don't have any questions, I've got it earlier today. Uh, Rudy, not sure why they told me that. Okay, okay. please, Noska. Okay, I have a question. Sure. Um, I, have an, uh, I have an ad by Facebook and I'm receiving like six leads every day. Do you think I need an assistant? Ooh, very good. All right, so when you say you're getting five to six leads per day, which is very good, very good. When you said you need an assistant, what, to call those uh, those leads? Yeah, because like uh, normally one or two clients take me like maybe an hour. They okay. talk a lot, they wanna sell, whatever, okay. But after that, Sometimes I don't have time, you know, to call like six the same day. Okay. And some of them, they don't, they don't answer, but sometimes like now I have like during the week and um, I, I, I have like 10, so I need to call 10. So I love that. That's a great I problem get, to have. Do you okay, think so, so two things, two things, very important. All right. We're going to talk about the assistant and we're going to talk about the time you invest talking to those people. So number one, we do not want our assistant calling those leads. Got it? We want to call those leads. All right. Why? Because the assistant 
doesn't have the skills that we have to truly understand what they're saying, right? It's not so much what they say, it's way more important how they say it, all right? And we know that when they say, well, I have X amount of money, you know, it's true or not, you just uh, this guy has more or this guy has less. Yeah, he wants to buy, but I, I, he doesn't sound that interested, right? So you wanna talk to those people. By the way, the more you, the more you talk to those leads, the higher your skills become, right? So I won't ever stop talking to people and I do that every single day. Why? Look at this. This is just from last week. I need to call them myself, right? Because I'm also training you guys, training my, my team, right? To talk to other people. So I don't want, you know, false expectations. Listen, I'm doing it too and I know exactly what happens. Now, number two, you're spending sometimes up to one hour. Please write this down, all right? The first conversation with a lead should not last more than 10 to 12 minutes. Now, I'm telling you from so much experience, not only talking one-on-one, -on -one, but more important in seminars. Now you see that my seminars, for those of you who go to my seminars, they don't last more than 30 minutes. Now, it doesn't mean that I get off the stage at minute 30. It means now I go into questions, right? I want to learn. I want, I want your feedback. I want your questions. And if there's no questions, then we, we finish. Now, here's the thing. What are the five key questions we need to ask every single lead? Please write this down because this is key. So you have a structure and you know exactly how to get the most information from your lead. Number one. What is it exactly that you want? What is it exactly that you want? Right? But it's not a house, a beautiful place. No, tell me. Is it a townhouse? Is it a house? Is it a condominium? Let's say it's a condominium. Is it a high rise? Ocean view, city view, low rise or high floor, right? What amenities are you looking for? Number of bathrooms. I need to know exactly what you're looking for. Number two, after the what do you want, is what? Where, where do you want it? Where? Well, in a, in a nice place. What nice place do you know in the city? I'm in Miami, for example, right? What place in Miami? Is it Coral Gables? Is it Aventura? Is it downtown Miami? Is it Miami Beach? Where do you stay when you come to Miami? Where do your friends live? Where do you live right now, right? I need to go, like a doctor, right? I need to go very detailed into those questions. Number three, Ninoska? Listen, tell me why, why you want to buy or sell? Well, I want to sell my property because I want to move to a place closer to my office. Okay, that's the first why. Why is it exactly that you want to move closer to your office? Well, because I have, you know, I, it takes me an hour and a half to commute. Oh, that's the third why already. Okay, and why is it important for you to save time commuting? Some people love driving and they learn, they have like a university in their, home, in their car, right? So why is it important for you that you wanna uh, save time commuting? Well, because I have a wife and two kids and when I get home, I'm so tired that I don't have enough energy to, to be with them. Oh, that's the real reason they're moving. So I'm gonna use that information that they wanna move closer to their home, that they wanna save time commuting, that they wanna spend more time with their kids, right? To make sure that they understand how important it is for them to sell their home or to buy a new home, got it? Number four, when, when do you want to move? So if I get you what you want, where you want it, for the reason you want, at the price you want, 
would you move right away? Oh, no, no, not, not yet. Uh, it's going to be about 12 months from now because I have to liquidate a, an investment. I have to sell a home. Uh, oh, okay. So we understand that. We, we know exactly the time frame. And finally, the most important and the one most people are afraid of, which is what? How, exactly. And how much? Agents are terrified, right? About asking, how much? <laughs> I'd rather lose you on the first conversation right now than lose you three months from now after I've done so much work. The problem agents here, why, why, what do you think agents, Linos or anybody else, what do you think agents don't ask those five questions straight? Why? We just care because um, we think we're going to lose them if we <laughs> ask them. That is exactly the reason. But if you have so, 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 so many leads, all right, now you learn something that I learned this from, from my, my marketing coach. All right, Perry Marshall. And if you research Perry Marshall, he's one of the top geniuses in, in marketing, right? He has a book called the 8020, uh, the 80-20 rule of the 8020 rules of sales and marketing. I highly, highly recommend that book. Very technical, but I highly recommend that book, the 8020 rule uh, of sales and marketing by Perry Marshall. I paid that guy $4,500 every time he comes to Miami just to spend one day with him. One day. Huh? Perry Marshall. He comes to Miami and he knows. He calls me. Orlando, I'll be in Miami. All right. You want a day of marketing? Yes. All right. Book it. Here's the payment. Uh, he sends me my, his PayPal. $4,500. I'll spend with him the whole day in Miami Beach, you know, talking about marketing. I'll be right with you, Orlando. Uh, let me finish with this thought. I'll be right, right with you. Why are we so afraid? Because usually we only have one lead. So if I have only one lead, I'm hanging out, you know, to that lead. Right. But if we have a lot of leads now, he says he goes completely the opposite. It is not a pre-qualifying conversation. This is what he says. It is a disqualifying conversation. You want to disqualify as many people as possible because you have too many people to talk to. So it's really quick, 10 to 12 minutes. What do you want? Where, why, when and how much? That's it. Learn it. Good. They're interested. They're ready to take action now. Let's move on. No, listen, I can't just spend so much time because I have so many people to talk to. It's just not possible. doesn't mean that I'm going to give him bad service. All right. But I need to know exactly the order of priority. And good thing you're generating six leads per day. You don't have only one. Great job. Excellent job. All right. So you want to, like Perry Marshall says, disqualify them as soon as possible. Got it? Rolando, you had a, a comment? A question uh, regarding leads. Uh, I, come from, I come from the sales culture that, that not now doesn't mean not ever, which means I keep my all of my leads in a database. Right. Even if they hang up on me, you know what I mean? And I have their email. I call them back, you know, in a week. I tr try to provide value, uh, send them uh, marketing, market reports, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it come full circle maybe a year later you know i'm working right now with a client from march last year and i'm meeting him today but my question is sometimes i wonder you know you talked about disqualifying people and i've also gone to uh mike ferry's a few workshops and things of that nature and he talks about the fact that if you don't get anywhere after three contacts you pitch them because you don't want to waste your time so i'm struggling with 
Do I pitch them? Do I keep on working them? What is a healthy balance? Okay, so that's an amazing question. Very, very good question. So please write this down. In our first module, all right, we talk about the 90-10 rule. 90-10 rule. And it's very important that you understand it and accept this rule because it's going to give you, it's going to lower your level of anxiety and your emotional up and downs, right? I'm not talking about you, Rolando. I'm talking about the real estate agent in general, right? So 90% of the people you and I talk to are not going to make a decision within the next 90 days. Only 10%, right? Actually, 90% of those people are going to buy or sell with you after 90 days and up to two years, two years, right? Thomas, you have clients doing four or five, seven million dollar properties. And you, you know, you, you talk to me, listen, I'm working on this client. I'm working on this other client, multi-million dollar clients. Do they come to you overnight? No, no, no. In so, fact, so, many are long follow-ups, long exactly, follow-ups. Exactly, right? So this is what happens. What I need, I, I, I'm, I'm not saying to disqualify them and forget about them. I'm saying, who is my priority within the next 30 days? Who is ready to take action now? Right? Get it? Nobody wakes up and says, hey, honey, you know what? I was dreaming last night uh, that I wanted to buy a, a new home. All right, let's call uh, the agent, uh, Ninoska, and, you know, ask uh, and, and buy a home. And then go and buy a home. It's a process. So what we want is to put them in automation, right? Remember? Eliminate, automate, or delegate. So what we want is for those people that are not ready, we disqualify them for the next 30 days. But we need to do the follow-up. We need to put them, put them in an email drip campaign. Very, very important, all right? And then we need to monitor whether they open those emails or not. Hey, Rolando, I noticed we had a conversation last week, all right? You said it's going to take you about three months to purchase a house. I also noticed that yesterday you opened my email, the three mistakes buyers make when purchasing a home? What questions do you have about it? And then you engage in that conversation again, all right? Remember, out of sight, out of, out of mind, out of sight, right? So we wanna be in front of those people forever, forever. But what we wanna make sure is that we work with the people that are qualified to take action now. We disqualify them for the next 30 days, but it doesn't mean they're not going to purchase. They, everybody, with very few exceptions, it's going to move. And in, in Florida, right, for those of you in Florida, which we have a lot of people in Florida, how often people move in Florida? Every what? Every, every, every seven years, exactly, every seven years. But let's say every 10. If you have 250 people in your database, Rolando, 250 people, all right? 25 are going to move this month. I'm sorry, this year. So there's people moving. Right. What I want to make sure is that you are investing your time with the people that say, I want to sell my property. I want to go look at properties because I'm ready to buy. That's all. Did that Orlando. Your question? Yes. Thank you so much. So, Orlando. yes. Orlando, can I, um, can I say something? One of the questions I ask my buyers or prospects is this question. If I were to find the home that you're looking for right now, the ideal home, would you be ready to move? right away would you be ready to make an offer because that will trigger the response of no i'm not ready even if i found it so you know more better who you're working with very good question that's that the question number four right when right when are we ready to move but in that case i love that 
by finding but, what you're looking for, where you're looking for, for the reason you're looking for, at the price you're looking for, we're ready to we'll be ready to move. Is that now we don't want to ask that question because as Ninoska said, we're afraid to find out that they're going to say, No, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> That's not what I wanted to hear. But guess what? Now you have more free time to contact new people. Got it? Or to extend or to extend your follow-up. Now you know, because he will answer something along the lines of maybe, yes, we want to, we're starting to look, but we're not ready to move tomorrow. We need to sell our home. We're going to change jobs or whatever. You'll find the real reasons behind if you ask the question. Huh? Uh, can, exactly. I say, can I ask something? Sorry. Sure, please. When and then I'm going to go you... to Anders, because Anders, uh, Anders, I'm going to go after Susanna. I'm going to go to you. Go ahead. No, I want to ask him when he, I mean, for me, it's an excellent question. But when they say, no, if even if you could find me the ideal home, I couldn't move. What do you tell them when they say no? What do, I, what do I tell them? When Great. They say, you know, we'll, uh -huh. we'll, we'll, we'll stay in touch. I'll keep sending you information. And, uh, you know, we'll stay in touch. And as you get ready, I'll be here available for you to help you in any way I can. That's it. Exactly. So you leave the door open mm -hmm. and you okay. keep following up. They, you, like, like the gentleman before, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. You know, you keep him on the back, you know, on the back end, but you don't prioritize him, basically. Oh, great. Thank you. You see how important that is, guys? That person is not ready. Even if they want to, they might not have the money yet. Even if you find exactly what they're looking for. All right. Hey, listen, I'll be here for you. You can put them in automation uh, with the MLS and the MLS will tell you when they click on that property. That's another uh, way of finding out, uh, Susanna, if they're, if they're, you know, closer to making the decision. But please, please do not insist if they're telling you they're not ready, you're wasting your time. All right. Uh, so I got another uh, point here. Laura, oh, does it seem pushy? Well, it depends. That's, all right. That's what I want to answer. On, Oh, no. I'm sorry, Anders. That's what I want to answer. Doesn't answer, seem, please. There you go. Doesn't seem pushy. So, um, okay. I'm, I'm 18 months into real estate here after mm -hmm. 25 years in uh, hospitality, restaurants, bars. So, um, I use the analogy of, um, of the scene at a restaurant, somebody ordering food. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you're inside of a restaurant owned by somebody, right? Mm -hmm. They've done their marketing and, and it's up to them to give the expectation to the customer coming in of what's available, what's the price, et cetera, right? What's the quality expectation? So that's essentially your brokerage, right? And whatever brokerage you're with is kind of setting that level to, to some degree because that's who your reputation is with as a new agent, at least that's the way I see it. The people sitting at the table They've either been to the restaurant before or somebody recommended they go there, et cetera, et cetera, right? They may or may not have some degree of knowledge of what they're going to be expected to pay, but the menu that they're provided, right, gives them a pretty clear understanding very quickly of what the expectation is going to be. The waiter, all right, uh, the waiter does not know the overhead of the restaurant. He doesn't know what they're paying in the lease. He doesn't know what their food cost is or, you know, things like this, right? And many new waiters will get very nervous in a fine dining restaurant because they can't believe they're going to ask somebody to pay $350 for a bottle of wine. They can't believe they're going to ask somebody to pay $60 for a steak that comes with half of a side. 
they can't believe that they're gonna, you know, ask these people to pay this much money for X, Y, and Z. And so what the waiter needs to learn is that it's, it's not up to them. <laughs> the market has determined what all of those prices are gonna be. So the broker, you know, so the client sitting at the table frequently, especially as you go into fine dining, diners know what to expect when they go into a place. They've already picked the place because they think it's gonna match their expectations, <laughs> right? And so, uh, and so one of the most difficult things for me to learn was as a waiter, the lowest of the low, right? To tell the client, the elevated of the elevated, the word no, for example. So you don't just say no, you explain why not and what they can get instead, right? And so, so the, other, the other part of it is you don't bat an eye when the prices you know make you blush for example that's up to the client to feel that way or not feel that way it's not up to the waiter uh to to make a client feel one way or the other right and so uh what what makes people nervous when they're sitting there having dinner is if the waiter is nervous if the waiter is sitting there saying oh you shouldn't pay 350 dollars for this bottle of wine people are like oh my god what's wrong with it why shouldn't you know where are we what are we doing you know and so when it comes to CMAs and things like this and people, a buyer, wants, a buyer wants to be here for this much money, right? A seller wants this much money for a house that's worth this much money. So that gap becomes the issue. And that's where that, that pushiness or the feeling of needing to be pushy comes in. But I believe that if now, you know what you're and, talking and what you about said, it, it, with those six things, if you know what you're talking about with those six things, you can declare where the land, hey, you want for what you're pre-qualified for, this is where you need to be looking. And to be truthful, the client is either going to recognize after they talk to a couple agents, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about. Even though he didn't tell us what we wanted to hear, he told us, we feel he's being truthful. Let's go with him. Or now, they, here, give me or they need a person to tell them what they want to hear. And yeah, yeah. you don't even want that client anyway. So, so you should always be confident if you have your knowledge to just declare it, say it. Are you pre-qualified? So That's here's the point. Let me let me go through this because we have four four more minutes. And what he, his point is is very very important. And I would add to that that feeling pushy is a mindset issue that I have. Got it? I'm the doctor. When you go to the doctor, the doctor says, "Get in the scale. Let me see your uh, your 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 blood. Let me see your your heart uh, rate. Let me see your weight. All of those questions. I'm the expert. I'm guiding the conversation i'm the driver in the conversation all right i'm not taking orders you came to me because i'm the expert and i want to treat you right as i'm the expert for your own benefit got it if i know what i'm talking about all right those are the questions that i need to ask you and if you feel that i'm pushing you i'm doing this for you right so very important it's a mindset question it's all about that and when you guys talk to me on your side sometimes you tell me well you're too direct Let's get to the point for you. I don't want to waste your time. This is not a house, a family house, everything. Tell me what you want, where, why, when, and how much, and that's it. And let's move on, right? Later at night, during the weekend, if we develop a relationship, great. But when you go to the doctor, the doctor is all about asking you pre-qualifying questions. The same thing, the lawyer. Remember, if you are the expert, you are driving that conversation for the benefit of the client. Don't try to, and newer agents, right? Try to become friends with the clients. Everything is yes, and I'll do that. Go to the point. When you go to the doctor, if the doctor doesn't ask you questions, 
how do you feel? Very insecure. If you go to the doctor and say, hey, doctor, it's okay. Just, just take this pill. You're not going to ask me how I feel. You're not going to pre-qualify me. So the more questions you ask, the more professional they look, the, the more professional you appear to them. All right. So again, it's a mindset question. And we all been through that when we are kind of new in any business. All right. So very, very important. It's never being pushy. Always think it's all about for the client's benefit. Carlos, but why need to pre-qualify before you do all the work, right? Exactly. You need to pre-qualify before you do all the work. Carlos says, how do you call international leads in Colombia, Argentina, Chile? through WhatsApp? Uh, no. Uh, Carlos, very good point. I use Google Voice. Uh, to me, that's uh, the best one. And I know you have your uh, hand raised, but we are only two minutes. So very important. How do you call people internationally? If you're working with international clients from the United States, the one that I use and I've used for a long, long time, it's called Google Voice. Very good sound, extremely inexpensive. Very, very, very inexpensive. Ninoska, do you better uh, a better hour to call a lead? Very good. By the way, Saturday, I came to the office a little bit and I went downstairs just leaving to pick up my I, my son and uh, I said to myself, do I call this person on Saturday? I haven't transferred my phone. Do I call this person on Saturday? And I say to, my fel, to myself, the best time to call a lead was yesterday. The second best time to call a lead, it's right now. All right, so there is no, the best time to call somebody, it's right now. No, what about six, seven? You should block every single day, all right? An hour and a half, an hour to an hour and a half, ideally from 9.30 to 11, right? And from 6 to 7.30, not both the same day, right? You change because some people you'll find them in the morning, some people you'll find them in the afternoon. But every single day, you should block at least, at minimum, an hour and a half to talk to brand new leads, at least an hour and a half. That's your money-making hour. Nothing will produce better results than talking to people. Block at least, if you're not doing an hour and a half, and I'm not asking you to do cold call, that's 1985 techniques. I'm not asking anybody to do cold calls. I'm asking you guys to generate the leads. We can talk about that next week, or you can see it in the modules, like Ninoska is doing, generating six, seven leads per day, right? Every single day, you should be talking to those new leads. Uh, okay, so what are the five, uh, five questions in order again so we can finish on time? What do you want, Rolando? What do you want? Where do you want it? Why do you want it? When uh, do you want it? And how much? And how much? Sebastian, very good point. Having the control. You are the expert, Sebastian. You are the one in control. You are the one asking the questions. They are the ones talking the most. You prompt the right questions, you let them talk as much as they want. All right, very, very good. Uh, question, do you recommend Calendly to set up consultations? Not yet. Uh, I want you to call that client, uh, Jeffrey, and set up, uh, you set up the conversation with them, all right? Once you have a large, large volume of leads, then you set up the Calendly. It's gonna get to a point where you have a lot of people trying to talk to you, you just send them the Calendly, all right? Uh, uh, Sandra, I love that. I call it bunker time. Exactly. Bunker time. All right, please, guys. And I'm going to finish with this. Uh, I used to coach a highly, highly, highly productive team of in Coldwell Banker in New Jersey, not in New Jersey, in Albany, New York. And I went there 
a couple of winters in January. And I would say to the broker, how can you show property property in the middle of the winter in, in Albany, New York? I mean, that was cold, cold. You couldn't even, couldn't even see that. What is it? The roof, all right? Anyways, why am I saying this? Because they had a room, a prospecting room, and they, they were doing cold calling. That was back in the uh, 1990s that the room would be closed from the outside. So they were so committed that they would go into that prospecting room at 9.30 and for an hour and a half, they couldn't get out because they couldn't open the door from the inside. They designed that door specifically to be closed from the outside. That's how committed those, that's what, that's still, I think it's one of the biggest uh, producing teams at Cobalt Banker, all right? So how committed are you to blocking an hour and a half to, find, to talk to new leads? That's all. By the way, for some of you, it might be a little bit less. For some of you, it might be more, all right? But you need to be talking to new leads every single day. You develop that skill, you're going to get, remember, you get paid, all right? Not for what you demand from the market. You get paid from what you give to the market, right? What are you giving to your market? The more you talk to people, the higher your communication skills, the higher your value, the higher your ability to respond. We had a, a seminar for over 270 people last Thursday, and two of the top agents in Miami attended the seminar. And I asked them, you know, what do you like the most about the seminar? And, and, and they both said it. They work as a team. Your team ability to answer questions. That's it. Your ability right to give immediate feedback right you had the questions to every you had the answers to every single question uh, the audience had all right so how we develop that again by talking to our clients right so what was last thing carla says what was the morning time 9 30 to 11 block that time 9 30 to 11 and then you take one or two days of the week to go from 6 to 7 30 there's people that you are not going to be able to find in the morning, you'll find them in the afternoon, all right? So remember guys, to use our forum, ask as many questions in the forum. The more questions you ask, the more we can answer it and help you accelerate the process of moving forward. You don't have to wait until next Monday to ask the questions. For those of you who speak Spanish, remember we have the same call in Spanish on Thursdays at 12.30 with my brother and business partner, Daniel, all right? It's been a pleasure to serve you today, all right? Kisses and hugs to everybody. It's always great to see you on Mondays and to get started the week this way. Nice to see you guys. Bye-bye. See you in the forum and see you next Monday. Bye-bye. Thank you for participating, guys. Take care.